0: And so, I also think that there's always this uh, cold start problem when it comes to social media platforms. Totally. You want to get, like, the, the most important magnetic, like, I guess, like, personalities and people on there first, and then it, you feel like you're being left out. Um, Facebook did this very well when they started with college campuses only, specifically, like, Harvard and then, like, elite Ivy League colleges, and they kind of expanded from there. Hey guys, welcome to Product Explain, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee. I'm
1: your co-influencer, question mark, Mike Alcazarin. Jeff, what's the best ever social network? And tell me why it's MySpace.
0: Two things. One is pattern backgrounds. Do you remember that? Where you can pick oh, a absolutely. repeating pattern of whatever you wanted. And the second thing was to be able to choose your own music. I remember thinking <laughs> like, why would anybody want to go to Facebook? Because it feel, it felt so bland because it was so hyper standardized and then uh and now i know as like somebody who doesn't want to deal with like loud backgrounds and like random music anymore i I think it's that was probably like a really good move Uh, i feel like there's gonna be a
1: comeback though of super customizable and like you know maybe new social but in
0: different ways like i think right now it's like obviously people pick music for their clips and reels and tiktoks and then, like some platforms will like let you customize things like emojis, like Twitter or sorry, not Twitter, but uh, Twitch. Um, so yeah, I agree. There's like some level of customization. It kind of depends on what platform you want to be on. Today's show, we're talking about Be Real, a French social media app that's taken the world by storm.
1: Interesting. I didn't know it was French. I thought that was a typo. You didn't know the
0: word <laughs> Be Real was French.
1: Be Real is it? Is the <laughs> is the A silent? Like I don't real? know. Real? Uh, question mark. Um. So. I feel like such a millennial. I had no idea what B-Real is. So if you're listening to this, please reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter and tell us why we're behind the times and why we don't have a B-Real. But to talk through what B-Real is, so to quote B-Real and how they describe themselves, it's quote, the simplest photo sharing app to share once a day, your real life in photos with friends. Every day at a different time, everyone captures a photo within two minutes really cool concept. So to talk through the customer experience, like you open up the app, you have a really cool description of what you're getting yourself into with this social network. So first thing is you enable notifications. That's super key for this. The second is you're going to get a notification, only one notification every day. I don't know if it's a set time or a random time, but you basically have to stop everything that you're doing and capture and share what you're doing within that two minute time slot capture outside of that. You'll be noted as late. So the third thing you do is like all of your friends are going to post at the exact same time. And then lastly, you can comment and then react with your friends to all of those photos. So I think that's super interesting how it's time-based where you're sharing at a specific time with everyone else. It's like the shared experience, this forced shared experience among everyone else, which I actually kind of like. It's 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 kind of it's really interesting. But you sign up uh through the talking to the customer experience rather you you sign up with your name and your phone number. You can create a username. So grab the that real estate now. I know your your going to go like crazy um <laughs> on be real, but you find your friends, you set up the notification, you accept that notification, and you get a test notification where you actually go through this experience of going through what a b-real is and so i took my first b-real jeff i know you're not a, oh, nice. a friend of mine on on b-real yet I, I will say yet but what, what it basically is, is you, you get this notification so i got one on my like screen and it uses like the emoji with like the caution symbol where it seems like oh my god you have to respond to this caution and you tap it and immediately opens up the be real app and you take a photo and so i'll hold it up on my webcam so jeff can kind of see but i basically i was writing out our script um so that's the first photo that i took and then the second photo that you take is it flips your camera and then it takes you takes you to to the selfie camera so you're basically seeing like the full experience it's like i'm sharing you know, in the 75% of the screen of the photo rather is what I'm doing. And then the other like 25% in the far left corner is just your face <laughs> of what you were doing. Um But that's it. Like that's, that's be real in a nutshell. It's like this shared experience. I don't know anyone else that's on it. I added my contacts and friends and, and none of my friends are quite on this yet, but I have seen a couple people on Instagram where they say like, be real. And I know this is, definitely having tons of growth as of late. And lastly, to touch on the business model, I think there really isn't one yet for be real I think they're in the sweet, sweet venture capital space. I th- I'm assuming that they're venture-backed, Jeff. I know you'll get to that, but I imagine that eventually with any social network, their business model will be eyeballs. So they want to get as many people for as long as possible staring at this app, using this app to make sure that they can start to sell that data in that time of your eyeballs to, to advertisers. And also speaking of advertisers, I was listening to... Pivot podcast, and they were talking about the advertising market in the US and how mm-hmm. it's been a static market in terms of size for the past like 30 to 50 years, where there's only like a certain amount of capital to go around. It's like 30 to 50 billion dollars per year. And mm-hmm. that's, it's it's not growing or it's not decreasing. So when you have a new incumbent that comes in, like TikTok, it sucks all of the, the air uh, out of like. Um, that
0: makes sense though, right? Like you only have so many. Somebody- totally you know, hours of the day and so many eyeballs. So totally the only this maybe this is why Elon is telling people to have more kids is so that they can like <laughs> kind of up the market cap of the total amount of eyeballs that are able to view ads. And this is also why he bought Twitter. So it all kind of makes sense now.
1: Totally. Um, and I thought those are super interesting where it's like, you know, it's a zero-sum game for all of these, for for these eyeballs. And you can't like multiply your eyeballs. (laughs) Like to to your point, there's only a certain amount of people with a certain amount of time. You're never going to be able to, to, unless you're advertising to them more, but but that's just a terrible customer experience. So um, I thought it was a really interesting anecdote that I wanted to share with, uh, with this episode, talking about a social media network.
0: Yeah. I mean, hypothetically, one person could be consuming an ad on TV while on the computer and on the phone at the same time, but technically like the odds of you converting all three are pretty low, right? You can only really pay attention to one. And I think this is a side tangent, but something I had listened to at some point around like context switching was it takes people like a full 20 minutes to fully context switch from one topic to another if they're like moving topic to topic. And during that time, when you are kind of trying to multitask, you have generally the IQ of like an Uh, (laughs) eight-year-old. So it kind of tells you how ineffective you can be when you're not working on one thing at a time so yeah multitasking is like unfortunately a uh, a myth now it's a little different if you can automate things uh mm-hmm. you can get stuff to you can like press a button to start something and totally walk away from it but if it requires some sort of cognitive load uh or brain attention then that's where it gets a little bit more sticky anyways going back to the well, like- real
1: <laughs> well, well, like one thing I'll mention, though, is it gets me thinking back to like the B Real customer experience is about like five, six years ago. And like, this is actually the second episode that we're doing today. And the second time we we're going to mention K- Casey Neistat, the YouTuber. But he started a social media app called Beam, uh, B-E-M-E, that uh, he eventually exited to CNN, which I thought was interesting. But mm-hmm. the customer experience for Beam, it felt kind of like what B Real is trying to do. But it was basically wanted to put you more into the moment. So the way that you actually recorded a beam was by putting your phone to like physically to you and then that would activate the camera so you couldn't see the screen but all you could see like it's just like by you like putting it up to you it would start recording so it was kind of Mm -hmm. that feeling of like hey i'm gonna do a beam so like i'm sharing i'm beaming out to the world like what i'm doing and like what that thing is and it was like for a set period of time so it feels like b-real is kind of doing that but it's more of like Notification-driven, but you are getting that like, hey, this is like what I'm seeing at this time. It's much more real. It's not like super curated, super curated like Instagram or yeah. um, all that stuff. But that got me thinking more to towards Casey Neistat. But I'm um, just been watching his YouTube videos lately, so I, I guess I'm fanboying here. So I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll let you kick it off to history, Jeff.
0: So Be Real was originally developed by this guy named Alexis Berriat, which is um, he was a former GoPro employee. And then this other guy named Kevin Perro. Perro It makes sense that this was a GoPro employee that did this because they're all about like kind of capturing the moment, if you will. But so it initially released in 2020, but it obviously has gained a lot more popularity in 2022. And as Mike mentioned, the main thing here is that, you know, it's a one time per day prompt and everyone's asked to kind of do it at the same time. And it's intended to obviously kind of cut down on, how do I phrase this? Kind of like setup of your social media posts, like, Everyone's talking about how people have like awesome lighting and they maybe take hundreds of pictures and they pick the best one. This is really to cut down on some of that stuff. So you kind of have to be as present and real as possible. At the same time, you know, it mentioned that you it'll also take a picture of your own face. So not only are, is it showing what you're seeing, but shows the other side of, the, uh, of it. What they did to gain popularity was they actually piloted this on college campuses through a paid ambassador program. You know, I think this is really interesting because uh, Tinder had done something very similar, where they had I think it was like at um, some colleges in Texas or something, but uh, they had some like girls get on the platform, and so basically like all these girls were on the platform. Everyone wanted to like try out Tinder, and it's kind of the same thing here, where like all of your all the popular kids are on be Real and you kind of want to be a part of it. And so I also think that there's always this uh, cold start problem when it comes to social media platforms. Totally. You want to get like the the most important magnetic like i guess like personalities and people on their first and then it you feel like you're being left out um facebook did this very well when they started with college campuses only specifically like harvard and then like elite ivy league colleges and they kind of expanded from there and then now everybody and their grandparent and their dog has a facebook page but before <laughs> it was very much like a hey like you know we have a bouncer at the door sort of scenario um yeah so I think this is kind of a similar situation where I don't know if necessarily they didn't let people without college campus, you know, EDU accounts sign up. But they started with that and they wanted to get like people on the platform pulling other people on the platform to have that network effect. As of August 2022, we're recording this in October, but uh, they had 10 million daily active users and 22 million monthly active users. So pretty, pretty significant I've had a lot of my friends in the Bay Area using Be Real. I will also say that like there's probably this split between Gen Z and Millennials where a lot of Gen Zers are using Be Real right now yeah. um, versus, you know, I think more of them are also using TikTok, for example, and I'm not a heavy TikTok user. I get my TikTok through Instagram Reels, <laughs> <at> some point, <laughs> Same. as somebody else has Same. mentioned to me before. But yeah, I think this is just the newest social media for the youth, and it's slightly different than some of the other competitors. Their latest valuation is about $600 million, which... Is a really impressive thing to do in two years. And they have uh, some investors, including Andreessen, Hurwitz, uh, Excel, etc., as some of their um, investors. So there's a lot of clout behind this product right now. A lot of people are using it. I want to say it has a bit more staying power than, let's say, Clubhouse, where the whole thing, the whole draw with Clubhouse that we had talked about in our Clubhouse episode was that you had famous people on there. And so you don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to have the famous people on here. You just have to have your core group of friends on Be Real. Um,
1: I have no friends on b real. So
0: yeah, yeah. And that's probably why you're not moving onto the platform, right? So I think it makes sense to kind of figure out like where is the puck <laughs> going in terms of like where, where are the youth spending their time? The um, puck is
1: not going to me, Jeff. <laughs> like, I'm looking at this right now. like, But it is it's super interesting. Like I'm looking at b real right now. A lot of the other b reals that I see are from Brazil. They're pointing to like election results. Um, huh. Yeah, but anyways,
0: so TikTok had launched a a competing feature called TikTok now in September 22nd uh, or sorry in September of 2022 and Instagram had also launched a a dual camera feature in July of this year and IG candid challenges in August of this year. So that gives you some validation that this idea is working. I'll be curious to see like what happens with, you know, the platform in general. Like, are people going to actually stop switching over to be real or creating be reels when they're offering this similar feature in the platform of choice? Um, I kind of think about like TikTok versus Instagram reels kind of being a similar thing. Like I like looking at Instagram reels now. I don't necessarily look at TikTok, but I never created a TikTok. So it's easy. It was smart of Instagram to kind of create this feature to kind of shore up the bleeding a little bit and make sure that their users don't go away towards a Competing platform that's offering something else. So sometimes you have to build parity to just make sure that you're keeping the people in-house but yeah, I, I'm curious to see like how uh, Be real is gonna be able to navigate this exact thing I think you can even argue that like snapchat had a really big problem when other platforms started doing disappearing stories, right? So Instagram <laughs> LinkedIn uh, <laughs> Twitter etc. Like had this had this similar concept which was like how could you create something that was that felt like more temporary and this is taking that to the next level, which is like, how can we also limit you on when you can actually create the content?
1: Yeah, I, I appreciate that. A couple of things like it's younger at it, like looking at like the be real like, experience. And I feel like Gen Z is almost like rejecting that curated, perfect Instagram post. Mm-hmm. And I, it's funny because like I see it in social media, like even just like the types of posts like, I don't know, like Jeff, do you follow like the Atlanta Falcons social media? I don't know like, what their vibe is, but like the Buffalo Bills social media vibe is like really good. And um, it, It's like they, um, they've been doing these really low fidelity videos where it's like super random, but not curated at all. It'll be like Josh Allen and then it'll just be a bunch of like random clips like here and there, but it's like almost like an anti-aesthetic where mm. it's like, it's not going to be this perfect like clip after clip after clip. It's just a hodgepodge of stuff, but it's like it, i don't know it's super interesting do the falcons do stuff like that or, like i'm curious like
0: um i think they do some of that stuff i also think that there's a lot of trends within teams so for example mm. the falcons were doing this thing and i thought they were the first ones to do it where they would like have a board and after practice like players would walk by the board and it would be like who's the funniest player and people when walking by would be like oh it's me or it's like oh it's like frank darby or oh it's this player and i realized that it wasn't just them when sports was like sharing that same thing from another team so all the teams all the social media teams amongst the nfl teams are kind of doing the same thing they're copying one another it becomes these like trends within uh within brands so i think that's like that's something that i see a lot of as well so i think even then like there's trends within the sporting teams themselves um
1: yeah no that that makes sense as we transition to who be real is for it it's definitely younger it's it's i think it's it's, it's people that are rejecting the current aesthetic of social media where it's, it's, it's literally perfection. And that's so unhealthy from a mental health standpoint for so many people when you, mm-hmm. you have to chase this high, like exactly what you said, Jeff, you're like, this perfect lighting and it's a hundred photos taken. Yeah. This is the only way that I can take this photo and, and have this uh, be here. But I, I appreciate that. Be real is like doing this. Like, I don't know if they're going to be able to sustain that, but it's, it's really interesting today, like you said, Jeff, we're recording in October 2022, and the social media companies have taken a total beating just in terms of like pure financials and market loss. If you look at Meta, for example, the Facebook and Instagram owner, they've lost like literally $700 billion. Mm-hmm. Like They used to be valued at a trillion dollars. Um, and now that they're, as of Thursday, whatever that was, October 27th, 2022, they were nearly $300, $300 billion dollars. Which was less than the met market cap of Home Depot, and it's just crazy that the Home Depot is more highly valued than Meta, which was absolutely wild to to, to mm-hmm. see. And then Twitter, um, it actually happened. Elon Musk actually bought and like right. and owns Twitter now, and it's it's now delisted from the markets. But there's that whole like you know Twitter space and like what happens there. So I think. This is ripe for a newcomer like B Real is ripe for like this social media um, market to just come and be something fresh and be something new. I don't know if it's gonna be B Real, but I I would put big money that a new social media company will will come to basically eat up all of those advertising dollars that meta isn't getting or Twitter is not getting because it is a zero sum game of of eyeballs. And you have to whoever has the best and most addicting, addictive platform or at that specific time is going to is going to win. I don't know if it's be real, but I think there's going to be some new market shifts (laughs) for like this new competitor for social media networks to come out. But that's me putting my like my Spidey sense hat on. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Jeff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's just the trend, right? If we think about how social media has evolved over the years, it was like, it maybe started with what was before MySpace? Oh, man, I'm I'm losing it right now. I don't remember. The, okay, so this is like Zang- a micro... Yeah, this is Zanga? like... Zanga? No, yeah, Zanga. Zanga, Zanga. So there was Zanga, then there was MySpace, then there was Facebook, and then all the apps started spinning up. So then you saw like the Snapchats of the world, The then the Instagrams, or maybe Instagram before Snapchat. They're kind of close to me, in my opinion. Then Then you started seeing like platforms like Twitter pop up, and then you're seeing obviously, TikTok, and you're seeing Be Real and Clubhouse. But I don't think it's a surprise to me that there's going to be more social media platforms spinning up. The question is, like, which one of these will be able to stay afloat and, like, create, kind of carve their own niche? And then, like you said, like, you're always kind of vying for daily active users. Like, you're vying for people to be on your platform as a primary source of social media versus others. And I think, ultimately what happens is like you get a changing of guard where mm-hmm. like you and I who at this point have seen like all the major social media platforms, but you're going to see younger generation like, oh, I'm, I never really got on Instagram. So, but I started on TikTok. And so TikTok is my main drug of choice. And, you know, for them, it's like maybe easier to flip between TikTok and be real because it's only two. But for us, it's like, we're now kind of we're already rejecting facebook right like we're at a stage where like we were probably one of the first facebook users and then now we're we're all like kind of migrating off of facebook and we're like just starting to get used to instagram being kind of like the new normal so i am curious to see what happens next i actually don't think about facebook i think about instagram like who's going to knock out instagram as the incumbent tiktok kind of feels like it it's done a pretty good job but i think also it's like primarily taking away market share from younger generation. But like, if you care about the people with dollars, it's going to be the millennials right now, I, I would say. So like, who's going to knock out millennials off of Instagram onto their platform? That's like a pretty big play. So I'm, I'm just curious. Like, I, I wonder like what's going to happen with social media in general. Some people are going to go the route of like, we want to on-ramp with the next generation, whether it's Gen Z and then beyond that Gen Alpha. And, or are we going to just like try to pull Millennials who are at this point are probably really tired of social media, away from their incumbent platform onto ours, hoping that they'll spend money on our platform. Like I think we're at the age now where we can look at ads and not just ignore them. Like we will sometimes <laughs> yeah. actually look at them and be like, "Oh, I might I'm considering buying something like this." And I would say like Instagram ads are pretty well targeted, in my opinion. But like if you're doing this, be real. Play. You even asked before, like you're not sure what they're in it for. Um, how they're going to monetize well they're not trying to monetize now they're probably going to try to monetize when those people come yeah. of age when they start having paychecks and money to spend on little things and, and stuff like that and
1: Listen, man, that I, way so i i would i would push back on you saying like the <laughs> me not being able to act on an ad because do you remember those ads on saturday morning cartoons that like when we were younger of like uh-huh, it was yeah. like the the nerf gun or like yeah, the yeah, Lego yeah. set. Oh man, the amount of pressure I put on my parents to like to buy those like we we maybe go that's like, the
0: play right like maybe the play isn't that <laughs> like they're gonna say hey we want you to buy it it's more like hey tell your parents about this thing so I, I totally. don't know um, but I guess like talking a bit about the competitors like overall we can kind of skim through them but like Instagram Snapchat TikTok Facebook we mentioned them all and this is where I think it's interesting because they're actually doing something different. Enough to where these other incumbents are a little afraid that they need to change. So this is why you saw that they were adding some more features uh, into their platform.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, we can talk about our thoughts. Uh, one thing I think w- which is going to be super interesting moving forward with social media is with identity. I think that right now Twitter has a huge identity problem, specifically with like who is the person behind the camera who is the person behind the like the keyboard the 140 characters and there's this whole like moderation issue that's happening of people that are just hiding behind this like basically uh, being anonymous and they can say mm-hmm. super hateful hurtful things and just propagate like the worst types of like fringe like conspiracy theories essentially and so i think that moving forward it'll be interesting whatever future social networks go on it, if there's like this identity piece that comes with it of like, hey, like this is verified to be sent by a human or this is verified to be Jeff Lee and Mike Alcazar yeah. and like on the podcast, like this isn't like a deep fake. It's not all of this stuff. So I do appreciate that Be Real is trying to be in the moment and like just like sign in and like at the specific time and share this with everyone. And it's kind of like it's more that human connection as opposed to kind of just showing off for like what I'm doing. I'm sure it'll like evolve into this like messy place. It's it's hard to predict like with, with these things and and how it'll grow because like you know Facebook that as we knew it is way different than how it is today. But if I have to think about like rating real I think right now it's like probably like a three point eight for me. As like we were going through this episode, I was actually trying to add a friend. I have like and again this is probably because I'm on Android, but I have like thirty two <laughs> other contacts that are on BeReal. And whenever I click add, it just gives me a spinning wheel of death and I can't add any friends. So mm. B-roll has lost a potential customer because I I have no friends <laughs> that I can, that I could potentially add here. So that's like super, super frustrating to me. But what I do love about this idea, because when I first opened the app, I'm like, whoa, this is super cool. I love this idea of like being real and sharing like what I'm going to be doing at this one specific time. I don't know if it's random again or if it's a set, a set time, but I just think that's like so cool where you can actually get like a real look at, you know, what life is like for for people and not this like perfect image that everyone has to has to play and and put along Um, but yeah 3.8 for me
0: i'm gonna give it like right under a so like a three point i'll even say like a (laughs) 3.95 and the only reason being is i'm not i'm not on it right now but i really believe in the idea behind it because i've heard other people say like hey it's it's really cool that i can just like you know i don't have to think about what i have to post but i still want to kind of be involved i want to see what other people are doing at the same time i think the irony here is that like image sells unfortunately and so i think yeah. that like people are going to see a lot of people just in their bed <laughs> like taking a nap or like doing nothing and maybe that's fine maybe the good thing about it is that you're going to see that a lot of people are just like you yep. however kind of the you can look at it from another Lens, which is like the existential crisis that like everyone's doing the same thing and nobody's doing anything interesting when the cameras are not on. So I think that that's kind of like where I'm a little concerned. Like, are people going to want to stay on a platform where it feels like a little bit more mundane? If that makes sense, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a be real right now. Maybe everyone's doing really awesome stuff. So I kind it, maybe it's just me that's being cynical about like what's <laughs> happening on the platform. But yeah, I think that's where it gets a little interesting. Um, is like, what are people doing? and how interesting is the content and then like i like the idea of not curating it but if everyone is actually going out and doing cool stuff then i would love to see that that's where i think it'd be cool to share
1: yeah awesome well Obviously, Jeff and I are boomers. We're not even millennials now um, <laughs> by this episode, but those are our thoughts on Be Real, and we'd love to hear from your audience. And so Jeff and I were discussing, uh, we mentioned this on our last show as well, season two is going to be some, some form of interview and experts. So if you're interested in helping shape that vision, please reach out to us. And also, if you're interested in being on the show, we're more than happy to... Um, to discuss that with you but you can reach out to us on instagram uh, and twitter at products podcast that's p-r-o-d-e-x podcast
0: yeah and if you like the show be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms like spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, good pods etc and let us know what products we should review next see you next episode